You can't trust this president to do the right thing, not for one minute, not for one election, not for the sake of our country. You just can't. He will not change, and you know it. History will not be kind to Donald Trump. One day, when the glory comes, it will be out, it will be out. Oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be This is Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Because the Black Lives Matter movement emerged under a black president, black attorney general, and black homeland security, and they couldn't deliver, you see? So that when you talk about the masses of black people, the precious poor and working class black people, poor and working class brown, red, yellow, whatever color, they're the ones who are left out and they feel so thoroughly powerless, helpless, hopeless, then you get rebellion. And we've reached the point now, it's a choice between nonviolent revolution, and by revolution what I mean is the democratic sharing of power, resources, wealth, and respect. If we don't get that kind of sharing, you're going to get more violent explosions. America's chickens coming home. Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. You're going to sing to swim, you're going to learn the truth. No matter what you do, you're going to learn the truth. Alternative activist empowerment talk radio, speaking truth to power and ourselves. Passes a three-strike law and then wants us to sing God Bless America? No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God... Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Our Common Ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves. Our Common Ground, a higher ground for discourse, discussion, solutions, and ideas. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Talk, talk, that matters. And good evening to all of you out there on Our Common Ground. Welcome. We are um, happy to have you tonight as we move into um, the um, end of the uh, election season. We hope that you are well. Uh, I do want to apologize for... Uh, not being here in the Sanctuary of Black Truth on last week. Um, we had torrential rains 
here in South Florida. And uh, there was a power problem. We were having intermittent power outages uh, out here in, in uh, I guess, uh, the tropics, uh, tropical rains. And we have had them for this today is the sixth day. It is pouring down. We are in Studio B. Uh, we have vacated from Studio A because of the weather. The rain is incredibly hard. Sounds like helicopters overhead here. So we are uh, broadcasting tonight from Studio B. Tonight, tonight we're be- going to be talking about V-Day. And V-Day to me is getting to the day of the general election and beyond, November 3rd. Are we prepared for voter validation at the polls? Are we prepared for reasonably anticipated violence? Are we prepared for the long Uh, for the count, as well as for casting our ballots in many places? And are we prepared for a contentious challenge to the outcome, to the count? We know that uh, no matter which way it goes, whether the election um, brings us a new president or the election brings us an old president, there will be court challenges. So thank you for joining us. And if you would tweet to your friends um, that we are here at OCG Truth Talk, OCG Truth Talk, bit.ly, bit.ly backslash OCG Truth Talk or blogtalkradio.com backslash OCG. Uh, I don't know about you, but my eye still remains on the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. Uh, As we come on the air tonight, there have been, we have seen on Friday, on today, on yesterday, I'm sorry, Friday, the highest daily case report since we faced this pandemic, 85,085 new cases of COVID-19 coronavirus. That's in one day, folks, one day. Um, There have been thus far 224,000 deaths, and um, we have seen spikes in 32 of 50 states. 85,085 new cases in the United States reported on yesterday. 
I hope that you are staying safe. I hope that you are not allowing um, COVID pandemic uh, fatigue to set in to the extent that you have let down your guard. Uh, I have been listening to many of the reports by the experts, the medical experts, the science experts, and many of them are underlining the idea that we are seeing spikes for two reasons, that communities and cities and places have opened up too fast, where businesses, especially restaurants and bars, both in inside and outside, can't handle the precautions or implement the precautions necessary uh, to keep people safe. Uh, the other is that people are beginning to have more in-house, at-home, social events with family and friends, and it is contributing to these spikes that we are seeing. I want to remind you that as as I process all of this information, that people are still dying, 224,000 deaths in the U.S. from this virus. People are dying. People are getting sick and their organs are being impacted where they're having, where they, though they recover, they are experiencing other organ diseases, many organ system diseases, respiratory system, pancreatic systems, uh, kidney. Um, uh, people are coming out of their recovery with diabetes and, and chronic heart and other problems. Please be safe. Please talk to your family members and your friends about how they can continue to cope. And I, I know I know it's very hard. It's it's very hard for me. I've been in quarantine since February and um the only thing that I do is get into my car. That is the only thing that I do. I get in my car, I go have the people put the groceries in the back, and I come back home. Uh, I have been very, very uh, tempted to have uh, driveway um, wine cooler evenings. But the rain won't stop, so I can get that out of the way, out of my brain. Uh, but we're all tempted uh, to not have the kind of precaution that we know intellectually is um, is the kind of precaution that we need to keep. So I'm hoping that the our common ground family and your friends and your and your family uh will continue to struggle through this. We are going to be with this. I'm um I'm one of those people um I go in big on new hobbies and new things to do and it is very difficult not to have the temptation to 
oh, I'm going to do this new hobby and run to the store or run wherever, uh, but don't do it. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not generally a fearful person, but I'm all, I always strive to be smart and to be reasonable uh, and to be real about things. And this pandemic is real, and the deaths of 224,000 Amer- uh, people in the United States test evidence that it is very real. Um, So, um, you know, I'm going to move off of this. I also want to give you a weather alert. Um, The tropical rains and the tropical rainstorms have been so bad here. From time to time, we have had power outages. If we do have a power outage tonight, we will continue this broadcast on November 4th as part of our election special. Uh, and you are probably saying, well, why aren't you doing it um, on November 3rd? And one of the realities of this election is that it, the count won't be in for weeks because there has been such, um, <coughs> excuse me, there has been such um, a large volume of mail-in ballots. Uh, earlier today, I checked the I checked the um, information, and uh, as of this afternoon, 57 million people have done early voting in to- the 2020 general election. 57 million, and. Um, so I think we will have a better view of what we have to deal with um, uh, on November 4th rather than November uh, 3rd. Uh, you know, Our Common Ground always sponsors an election night uh, analysis from the black perspective with uh, we usually have Dr. Wilmer Leon and and a few other people, Dr. Ray Wimbush and and Dr. Ron Daniels. But this this year, we're going to wait for that kind of analysis until we have a final count, which probably might not be um, three, three weeks up the road. But we will have a broadcast on the 4th, if we are interrupted tonight whether, and as as part of our uh general election 2020 um take a look cuz we're not going to be able to really analyze much of anything tonight our common ground and one of the things if i stop talking you know that <laughs> the power went out in South Florida. This is really this is so new to me. I, I'm I know that I've been here almost well actually we've been here two years now. But we weren't here during the summer months last year, so um I'm still in in my memory, you know, I always when people say to me, But you grew up here and I'm saying that Climate change, environmental impact, um, 
has made such a difference in the weather. I do remember walking in the rain to the tennis court, stopping playing tennis because it started raining, but I don't remember all of this um, lightning and thundering and power outages that that we have been seeing, especially in the last week. Um, night before last, we had four power outages. It would come back up, then it would go back down. So I'm, I'm just um, one of those people is that you have got to understand this stuff is real. The fires in the Northwest and in California and Oklahoma, those fires are not normal. They are caused by something happening in our atmosphere, which is changing the nature, the very basic nature of of um, our, our the the part of the Earth that we habitat. The whole issue of, you know, I, we can talk about this, and we're going to talk about a lot of things, but um, I, I just don't remember. I remember hurricanes. I remember even as a teenager across the street from Mar Largo is where I um, did um, surfboarding as a teenager, um, and it was especially great right before a hurricane, a couple of days before a hurricane, and um, the days following the hurricane. And uh, that was when, before your president owned Mar Largo. Um, so our number is 347-838-9852. Um, tonight I'm asking you, and our lines are open. Who are you voting for? Not the candidate. We're not talking about candidates. Because I came away from all the debates thinking, um, it was just an assorted portrait of the growing irrelevance to the rest of the world of this insular United States. I did not watch um, the Harris-Pence debate, but I listened to enough analysis. But I I said I wasn't going to watch. I, I said, look, this is what I said I was going to do, and I don't know how you felt about it and whether you watched or not. We'd be interested in hearing, hearing your your reactions to what happened at the debate, but I was already. I had made the the platter of creamed herring and crackers, and uh, I was getting ready to watch season. I've been watching The Handmaid's Tale again, and I was getting ready to watch. I don't watch the the, epi- the seasons in order. Anymore, I see something that I started by week before last watching season six. So I saw something in season six that I wanted to go back to season four. I mean, here I am Googling The Handmaid's Tale and what happened. But anyway, 
I'm also following it through the lenses of this wonderful book by Isabel Wilkerson, Cast. And if you can read it, do. It is highly recommended. It will um, it will make you weep. It will make your heart heavy. But it will also give you clarity and give you an, 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 here's another opportunity for black people to understand that we are not crazy. I know that it can, when, you, when you're dealing with black truth, when you're dealing with the treachery and the, and the breach that black people as, as human beings encounter on a daily basis, it is very, very hard for you not to think, am I crazy? It is very, very hard to know what you know, and then you doubt what you know. You know, I... Um, when I used to give my little white supremacy racism when I worked for the federal government and I was talking to groups of people, I always took opportunity to talk about it. And when people questioned me as though there was nothing, there was something invalid in what I was saying, I would say, look, let me explain something to you. I have had the most extraordinary experiences that any black person in these United States have had. I have six firsts in my resume, but I've been black all my life, and life has been my teacher about what I'm talking about. So anyway, so um, if you if you look at 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 uh, the handsome so anyway I, I was gonna look at the handsome tale I don't know which one of those seasons I was gonna look at the thing is so horrifying that um, it, it 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 too truth is hard folks I've been doing this black truth stuff oh and by the way Jason Johnson on MSNBC talked about me tonight. Yes, he did. He called WPOM as one of his teachers, and he said, the common ground lady. Yes, he did. Did you hear it? Alpha, I'm going to put you on MSNBC Watch. But I wasn't recording it, but we're recording it when it comes back on at 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, whatever time it comes back on. But anyway, this black truth stuff, it's, it aches. But I do this. When I started doing this, I knew, get this now, I knew, and our number is 347-838-9852. Anytime you want to talk, you can call up. I knew that for those for which to whom much is given, much is required. When I had an opportunity for almost 20 years to work with the Donald Trumps and the Melania Trumps and the Bill Bars and the uh, uh, Rick Gates, 20-some years, C. 
seeing, understanding, and transposing what they do, how they do it. Okay, some just happened to my computer, but um, so here is the deal, folks. Um, it is it 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 is value. Everything that you know about being black, no matter what your political meaning is, every everything that you know about being black, you know that you know. Whether you are Candace Owens or El Michelle Odom or or Dwayne Alfo, Alfred, those are things that you know that you know. So I watch the last, the third debate, and all I'm saying to you is, First of all, it was not a debate. It was a question and answer forum. That is not a debate. I've been a de- I was a debater in high school. I was a champion debater in college. And I coached debating uh, as a graduate student. To guess who? Faculty people. So anyway, I watched it. And it is extraordinary to hear the differences and the the spoke for which there are differences. So uh, as we talk about how we get to November 3rd, how we get to January 21st, because I am telling you, I'm 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 not gonna um I'm not gonna um um whatever it is I'm not gonna do, you know, that thing where you I'm not gonna pull I pull any punches here tonight. We have to prepare for a contentious, a very a highly contentious Contested election. Even though you see these relatively stable polling leads over uh, Donald Trump, there is still good reason to prepare for a contested election. Trump has generated a steady stream of disinformation about mail-in voting. He's falsely associated it with high levels of voter fraud, and there is no reason to believe that the disinformation campaign will end when the election results start coming in on November 3rd. Fourteen states. Listen to me carefully. Fourteen states, including the battleground states of Michigan and Pennsylvania, won't begin to authenticate, much less count mail-in ballots, until November 3rd. And definitive election results may not be available for some time. Trump has immense power to sow confusion, and chaos 
as we enter into a period of uncertainty, though he may lag in the polls, he continues to garner strategic support from key players such as state officials, judicial appointees, and right-wing TV and radio hosts. You know, a good example, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. He is using the ballot security canard to limit the number of ballot drop-off sites. So when we ask the question, who are we voting for, I will tell you exactly who I'm voting for. I'm voting for my grandchildren. I'm voting for the children that are in their generation. I'm voting for their friends. I am voting for my grandfather who lost 125 acres of a pineapple farm on the island of Palm Beach because some white men decided they wanted the island and there is where Emily Post and her family, her serial family, built Mar what you know as Mar Largo. I am voting. Who am I voting for? I am voting for me because I have spent since I was since I was 13 years old, I have sat in somebody's NAACP office, in somebody's Urban League office, in somebody's office or home or school, licking envelopes, going to meetings, and giving up giving up things that were hard to give up. Giving up things that, that that's hard to give up. That's why I am voting for me. I am voting for you. I have been doing this radio program since 1985. That's a long time, folks, because nobody wanted to pay me to do, to create the body of work that I have created. Even when we came on the Internet, El Michelle, there was no MSNBC. There wasn't. There was no MSNBC. MSNBC didn't come on online until 2010 or 2011. There was nowhere for black voices to go. Not black voices that were seeing the world through the lens of black truth. Because people weren't willing to allow the truth to be told. And and you know, and truth be told, speaking of the truth be told, 
and I'm waiting for your call at 347-838-9852. Truth be told, they're still not telling the truth because they are laboring to do for self rather than for you. You know, I had a big argument with an old friend, and I told my old friend, you would rather give serious radio $34, no, it was $68 by the time we calculated, $68 because they had one in the car and one at home, in the home and blah, blah, blah. $68 a month get filtered black truth. See, and we can't say we want, we are self-determining. We are about black progress. Do you know how many people, and I'm I'm not saying anything against Joe. Joe and I had a really good relationship till he went to Sirius Radio. I'm just I'm just I'm just saying, you know, I'm full of truth tonight. Um, Joe has over a million black people who listen to his show. Every morning. That's what he says. I don't know. I I, I didn't do the count. But, you know, I'm taking him at his word. That's $30 million. Let's just cut out five. Let's just cut out. Let's just cut out, say, 500,000. Do you know how much million dollars Sirius is making because black people are listening to Joe Madison or Karen Hunter? And and I love Karen and I love Clay. I don't love Karen as much as I love Clay, but I, I love me some Clay. And truth be told, I was the 10th customer. I even got a thing a thing from them. I was their 10th customer when they opened their doors. I was the 10th person to subscribe to Sirius Radio. That's because I can't stand myself about new gadgets. Number 10. And I'm not saying that. And you all know I love Wilma Leon. Can't leave Wilma out of there. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be there, but we need to think about those things. Because I am seriously thinking about coming off the air. I'm looking at my numbers and saying, shit, I could could have a phone conference. (laughs) Excuse me. Okay. So, anyway, I want you to ask the question, who are you voting for? Not the not the person you're going to shade in the circle. Not that person. But in your life, in this world, in this hope that you hold because you because you know, voting is like being a gardener. You got to have a lot of faith when you garden. The faith that are you going to keep putting water and fertilizer or whatever and keep digging the hole bigger and bigger and whatever that it's going to flourish, that it's going to make a difference? 
because you have faith. Um, you have hope. And that's what you do with your um, with your vote. You know, one of the things I wrote about this program tonight, um, and I do um, want to share it with you, because I'm doing a lot of talking here. I don't like to do all this talking. But um, we've got some time until the, the sky falls, because I'm, I'm, I'm swearing up and down the sky going to fall. That in the, in the final presidential debate, aside from the COVID-19 pandemic uh, issue, numerous key and critical issues, that challenge black people in this country weren't even mentioned. Eight million more people fell into economic poverty since May 2020. There have been huge slashes in the budget for new and rehabilitation of affordable housing. Disparities throughout this socioeconomic spectrum, predatory lending, education, public education, the impact of environmental injustice abound. The fact that your tax dollars, even though you don't have children in private schools being used to educate children in private schools, throughout the political season they have been dismissed and marginalized. Neither the fantasy plans nor the ones published specifically raise the issues of black lives on ending, on pavement, are in a car, are in a prison cell, are forces of overbearing evil under the law attack and mangle larger than those who crossed the Edmund Pettus Bridge. We go to the polls this Tuesday with empty rhetoric and no promises that assuage our soul on fire. We must vote. There is no doubt that in order to meet any of the challenges before us, Donald Trump must go. And I have been on these airs, I have been on these airs since George H. Bush was the president. I have never, ever mentioned a specific candidate that I would support. I am going to change that tonight. And I'm going to change it because these are unusual times. These are times that you must be prepared to take. So uh, we've hit our, our, our half hour into this broadcast. And one of the things I want to share with you is an even greater greater threat to our hopes for this democracy. During the confirmation hearing of Amy Comey Barrett, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, 
told the truth. He busted their grape. And despite that, nothing changed. So we have a Senate, a federal bench, a Supreme Court of the United States, which is so totally partisan that justice won't be able to even squeak by. Not even. We've been squeaking by. We lost the the Voter Rights Act, and we didn't squeak by then. But it is more fearful now. Take a listen to this. Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Once they've controlled the selection of a judge, you then see political campaigns mounted for the nominee, and those ad campaigns are run by another private organization funded by large anonymous donations. So our judges are selected through a group funded by large anonymous donations and campaigned for by a group funded through large anonymous donations. It seems improbable, given our understanding of human nature, to imagine that those large anonymous anonymous donations have no point, have no purpose. If you gave that kind of money to your college, you'd not only expect your idiot nephew to get in, you probably expect to have some buildings named after yourself. But $17 million checks get written by anonymous donors, and we have no idea who they are, and we have no idea what business they have before the court. Over at the court, legal foundations produce big strategic cases for which the court seems to be lowering the standing bar to let these preferred cases in. And those legal foundations bringing those big strategic cases are funded by large anonymous donations. And once the case comes for argument before the court, little flotillas of amici curiae, friends of the court, appear in chorus, all of whom are funded by large anonymous donations. There is no evidence to suggest that the donors behind those large anonymous donations are different for the groups selecting the judges, the groups campaigning for the judges, the groups lobbying the judges for cases, and the groups joining the amicus chorus. In fact, there's every reason to believe that it's the same group of donors who are running this entire operation. Why would you do that? Well. Back when the number was 72, I pointed out that there were 72 cases under Chief Justice Roberts that were decided five to four, in which the five were all Republicans, no Democrat joined them. It was a partisan five to four decision, and in which, in the case, a significant Republican donor interest had a stake, was implicated. 
And in every one of those cases, 72 to 0, the big Republican donor interest won the partisan 5 to 4 decision. Now the number is over 80. This combination of procedural irregularities to put judges, justices on the court through a process with enormous anonymous donor influence and then the reward to donor interests in those 80 partisan 5 to 4 decisions, the folks who are getting those victories may love it but they're doing enormous damage to the court by having it run this way. And we, in participating in this effort with all of these procedural aberrations and irregularities, are doing enormous damage to the Senate and to the court, and in some cases, I expect, to ourselves. So it's worth taking a good public look at who the winner is at the price of all that damage. And I hope we're able to continue to do that. Thank you. So you see, he burst their grape. He told the truth. You know, I, I'm just, uh, I've always had such great respect for Senator Whitehouse. He was part of my congressional delegation as a regional director, and we had uh, a great deal of interchange. And I have just always admired. He's not a highly passionate uh, senator, uh, passionate in the sense of yelling and screaming, and but I could always pick up the phone, get him in a couple of hours to talk about a problem because I knew he believed in affordable housing and the and the the mission of my agency. And he believes in the mission of of his um, uh, seat, his position. So he told the truth. And goddamn, that didn't even matter. It moved nothing. It moved nothing because on Monday morning, the traitor Mitch McConnell will open up the floor and the traitors Mikowski and Susan Collins and the rest of them heifers, they're going to be gender traitors because they know what this woman's... I mean, if you, I, I don't know how many of you watched... The, I, I watched every moment of the confirmation hearings. And if you would believe what she had to say, this woman who has two years of legal practice under her belt, she, you know, they keep talking about she clerked for Scalia. She only clerked for Scalia one year. Pay attention to the numbers. The numbers matter, as Torin Ellis would say. The friggin' numbers matter. And she was only a judge for two years. Two years a judge, two years a lawyer, and the rest of it she's been out in Notre Dame 
which is a fine university if that that's what you want. Um, Notre Dame teaching and raising her six kids. How the hell you have six kids and you teach? I, I don't know. Well, anyway, and we're not going to even talk about what she said about – I already raised that question. So, So I'm still asking, who are you voting for? We have got to get out the vote. And, you know, here's a disturbing thing. Really disturbing, and I do want to say welcome in our chat room to El Michelle and Extraordinary Teacher and and Alpha and friends. Would you know? I I I, I want to welcome you, but I have been on an an anxiety. Listen, I, I when this when the night that Martin Luther King was assassinated. I was running through alleys in the city of Boston trying to hold it together after midnight. So, my, you know, I'm my, I can handle some anxiety. I can handle some real anxiety. But I have been incredibly anxious to the point where I've been troubled by my level of anxiety. Troubled. So let's listen to Senator Whitehouse tell some more truths that doesn't matter because you have a government and a Senate and members of the House who are controlled by a global criminal empire and we'll talk about that on the on the other side of this and it's important to look at where those cases went because they're not about big public issues like getting rid of the affordable care act undoing roe versus wade and undoing same-sex marriage they're about power and if you look at those 80 decisions They fall into four categories over and over and over again. One, unlimited and dark money in politics. Citizens United is the famous one, but it's continued since with McCutcheon, and we've got one coming up now. Always the five, four, unlimited money in politics, never protecting against dark money in politics, Mm. despite the fact that they said it was going to be transparent. And who wins? when you allow unlimited dark money in politics, a very small group, the ones who have unlimited money to spend and a motive to spend it in politics. They win, everybody else loses. And if you're looking at who might be behind this, let's talk about people with unlimited money to spend and a motive to do it. We'll see how that goes. Next, knock the civil jury down. Whittle it down to a nub. The civil jury was in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, in our darn Declaration of Independence. But it's annoying to big corporate powers because you can swagger your way as a big corporate power through Congress. You can go and tell the president you put money into to elect what to do. He'll put your stooges at the EPA. It's all great until you get to the civil jury because they have an obligation 
As you know, Judge Barrett, they have an obligation under the law to be fair to both parties, irrespective of their size. You can't bribe them. You're not allowed to. It's a crime to tamper with the jury. It's standard practice to tamper with Congress. And they make decisions based on the law. If you're used to being the boss and swaggering your way around the political side, you don't want to be answerable before a jury. And so one after another, these 85 to 4 decisions have knocked down, whittled away at the civil jury, a great American institution. Third, first was unlimited dark money. Second was demean and diminish the civil jury. Third is weaken regulatory agencies. A lot of this money, I'm convinced, is polluter money. The Coke industries is a polluter. The fossil fuel industry is a polluter. Who else would be putting buckets of money into this and wanting to hide who they are behind donors' trust or other schemes? And what if, if you're a big polluter, what do you want? You want weak regulatory agencies. You want ones that you can box up and run over to Congress and get your friends to fix things for you in Congress. Over and over and over again, these decisions are targeted at regulatory agencies to weaken their independence and weaken their strength. And if you're a big polluter, a weak regulatory agency is your idea of a good day. And the last thing is in politics, in voting. Why on earth the court made the decision a factual decision not something appellate courts are ordinarily supposed to make, as I understand it, Judge Barrett. The factual decision that nobody needed to worry about minority voters in preclearance states being discriminated against or that legislators would try to knock back their ability to vote. These five made that finding in Shelby County against bipartisan legislation from both houses of Congress, hugely passed on no factual record. They just decided that that was a problem that was over on no record with no basis because it got them to the result that we then saw. What followed? State after state after state passed voter suppression laws. One so badly targeting African Americans that the two courts said it was surgically, surgically tailored to get after minority voters. And gerrymandering, the other great control. Bulk gerrymandering, where you go into a state like the Red Map Project did in Ohio and Pennsylvania, and you pack Democrats so tightly into a few districts that all the others become Republican majority districts. And in those states, you send a delegation to Congress that has a huge majority of Republican members, like 13 to 5, as I recall, in a state where the five, the the party of the five actually won the popular vote. You've sent a delegation to Congress that is out of step with the popular vote of that state and court after court figured out how to solve that and the Supreme Court said, nope, five to four again, nope, we're not going to take an interest in that question. In all these areas where it's about political power for big special interests, and people who want to fund campaigns, and people who want to get their way through politics without actually showing up, doing it behind donors' trust and other groups, doing it through these schemes, over and over and over again, you see the same thing. Eighty decisions, Judge Barrett, 
80 decisions, an 80 to zero sweep. I don't, I don't think you've tried cases, but some cases, the issue is bias and discrimination. And if you're making a bias case as a trial lawyer, Lindsey Graham is a hell of a good trial lawyer. If he wanted to make a bias case, Dick Durbin's a hell of a good trial lawyer. If they wanted to make a bias case and they could show an 80 to zero pattern, A, that's admissible, and B, I'd love to make that argument to the jury. I'd be really hard pressed to be the lawyer saying, no, 80 to zero, it's just a bunch of flukes. All 5-4, all partisan, all this way. So something is not right around the court. And dark money has a lot to do with it. Special interests have a lot to do with it. Donors' trust and whoever's hiding behind donors' trust has a lot to do with it. And the Bradley Foundation orchestrating its Emmy key over at the court has a lot to do with it. And now back to Janice. So you see, we had a Congress who was selling your government. Yes, I was muted, and thank you, Alpha. We had black people sitting back, and oh, the super Negro should have taken care of this. In the meantime, not only was he not in the back rooms, he was a subject of the back rooms, and we don't understand that. You have to understand that White House told the truth on national TV, and the traitor, Mitch McConnell, who is refusing to address the needs of the American people in this pandemic, is moving forward with the selling of America. We're going to take a break, and then we'll take your calls at 347-838-9852. We'd love to hear from you. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours Oh, one day when the world is won We will be sure, we will be sure Oh, glory, glory, mm, glory, glory. Black and you're proud, hands up. If you want to make a change, I'm my leader, stand up. Look, I'm tired of seeing my people on the news. Texting my friends, hoping they're okay, too. And yeah, we can say that all lives matter, but I get to choose the color of my skin. So how does that matter? Your job is to serve and protect me. So where's the protection? Not only dying from racism and COVID infections. Can't get snacks like Trayvon. Get some sleep like Rihanna. The more they kill us up, we're losing our mothers and fathers. Listen, we will enough be enough. I shouldn't be afraid that I'm next to go in handcuffs. Look, it's time to team up and stop the cruelty. My board is up and I see him walking towards me. 
walking, yelling no justice, no peace. Kneeling. Until my people reach equality. You're listening to Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Common Ground with Janice Graham. This could be the most important 30 seconds of the year. That's how long we have to convince you that you have power. Want change in your local community? Vote. Tired of government not working for you? Vote. Done with people saying nothing can be done? Vote. Finished with protests falling on deaf ears? Vote. Fed up with elected officials' empty promises? Reclaim your power and vote them out. You can't win if you don't play, and will never win if you don't vote. For more info, go to reclaimyourvote.org. And now, back to Our Common Ground. There is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're 7th in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, 3rd in median household income, number 4 in labor force, and number 4 in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending. When you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What we see before our eyes, the sky is green and the grass is blue. But one thing you can't deny, these people are, these people are sabotaging this country. on TruthWorks Network. The best of political pushback. Go for it, Alpha. The Alpha Show. Real Raw Right Now, Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I declare it. Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I declare it. Friday night, real raw right now with my decree. 10 p.m. Blog Talk Radio. I declare it. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. And now back to Janice. Show 
And we thank you for being here with us at Our Common Ground. I'm Janice Graham, and I'm listening for you at 347-838-9852. Tonight we're asking the question, are you ready, are you prepared for the contested election? Do you have in your head who are you voting for? And, and, and let, me, let me explain something. I don't want to hear from people who are not going to vote. If you're not going to vote, you are silenced. That is time for you to go find some redemption. Because we found ourselves here where we are, whether you like the people who were successful or not, whether you are vengeful toward the people who was the black people who were successful, whether you whether you care about how our ancestors died to bring us thus far where we are. Okay, we've got calls, and we're going to start at the one that's been holding the the longest and then the second one that's been holding the longest. I don't want to hear any nonsense. I don't want to hear any nonsense tonight because we are at a pivotal point in this country. If you got to say, well, Donald Trump – let me let me explain something to you before we go to these to the to, to the to the phones. If you're planning on and I don't want to hear about ice cubes, iced tea, none of them people, because even before there was a Donald Trump, there were they were they made their bones, they made their millions. In further dehumanizing and denigrating black people, your mama, your sister, your aunt, and your uncle and grandma, they made they made financial fodder of the story of black people. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about ice tea, ice whatever, ice cube. Ice cube was. Don't don't get me started. The president has a base of supporters who are credulous, immovable, and unpersuadable. And and we want to ask people to remember that here's a man who has cheated his workers, his vendors, his customers, his wives, and cheated on the college uh, entrance exam. He's paid he's paid civil fines. And, 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 and it's as basic as in 2016 and 2017, Donald Trump paid $750. I want everybody in here tonight who paid less than $750 to hold up their hand. And I know people who didn't work in those years, so you can't hold up your hand. But here is a man who took in multi-millions. Okay. I, I, just want, I just want you to understand where I'm coming from. The nonsense, the 
friggin' nonsense that you think you're smarter than the the the, the fifth grader want to be the, the the smarter than the, in the smartest fifth grader in room, and you know nothing. If you're voting for Donald Trump, you are voting for yourself. If you are telling people not to vote because it won't matter, you are talking to the worst of us. You're speaking to the worst of us. You are disgracing. You are dishonoring people who died. The fact that some folks have blown it, I don't want to know about it. You blew it. The fact that people don't understand, if if you think that what happened in 1968, if you think that what happened in 1968 with a document was nothing, if you think that was nothing, you dishonor the people who died to have that nothing. Okay, I'm done. 773, you're on the air, and I've got lots of callers, so let's see if we can't get you on. 773, you're on the air. Thank you for your call. Well, good evening, Janet. And, um, Alpha, uh, thank I you for letting me know I, I had muted myself. <laughs> I simply want to take you out of your music because you can better understand my anger, my political constant. You know, you say all you've heard that being black in America is puts you in a stage of constant anger. Well, I've been in a stage of constant James Baldwin. Anger mm-hmm. Since 2008. Before 2008, I didn't open up a computer. I didn't own a computer. And I don't know if people would say that about me, but I've always preached the same thing. I've always been anti-Republican because the things that White House brought out, I could see. I could see that the Republican Party is the party for simply the rich and the corporation, but they have so checkmated our democracy, as White House put out. The Supreme Court is across every 5-4 decision, okay? And I'll say this again, over and over again. We have to get rid of I'm not voting for anyone. I'm voting against Donald Trump because I understand we must start to get rid start to recover our democracy by getting rid of him. You know, but and then here, we have to fight the people on our side. Okay. Okay. Here is one of the things I want you to think about. I I, I really want people to think about. 
And yes, there is a reason for people to question what America calls democracy. There's a reason. There's a historical reason uh, for that question for us as black people. It's like um, you want to, you know, Alpha, if you had a husband and you want to put your husband out, you don't burn the house down. You understand what I'm saying? That's my point. That's a great analogy. But when you are in a house infested, infested with roaches and rats, you don't put all your garbage in one room because eventually it will spill out into the rest of the house. The entire house is being What black people have, our relationship, our relationship to this country as black people is one of trauma, abuse, dishonor. Of course. We understand that. We understand that. And unless you're going to give up the notion of change, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not, I don't agree with, um, I heard, um, I actually watched Barack Obama um, in Miami today. I don't agree, but this country cannot afford to lose, we can't as a people afford to lose the foundation and what do you call them? Headboards? Not headboards. When you build a house, you you build you have the uh, thing that the board that you can't knock down when you're taking out a wall. Uh, uh, that support the, the, the support, support beam. And that's what Donald Trump has done. He is destroying the support beams for us to be able to work with a with a new Senate, <clears throat> with with people like White House, and White House has his problems. I mean, you know, he's a he's a he, he's he's not a centrist, and I, I just never I always wonder why he doesn't run for president. I almost said that to him one day, but I could get fired for that. But 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 here here is the point. The point is. That if we have nothing to work with, to fix, to make the democracy a democracy under which we can live, to if we don't have the the the, the infrastructure to dismantle neoliberalism, because neoliberalism is cl- is is it's clinched it's. It's it's clamored to something. If we don't have any of that, then there's no need. Alpha, uh, thank you for your call. We missed you on Wednesday night. Um, 
And we hope that um, this Wednesday you'll join me uh, to talk about what is happening with this election. Got to go to another call. Thank you, Alpha. Love you. 612, thank you for your call. 612, you're on the air. Good evening, ma'am. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, uh, my name is David. Uh, I'm going to be pulling for Donald Trump this election. And yeah, I was okay. undecided for a while, but um, uh-huh. uh, we don't want to I talk to you. Thanks. Thanks for your call. 646, you're on the air. That, that, you, you see, this is the kind of obviously a, a, a black man who's going to vote for Donald Trump. Well, and, and, he, and here's my answer. And you all, I hope you all have get the children out of the room. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Six four six. I'm sorry. I, maybe maybe I've been doing this too long. <laughs> well, I hope all we hope is that M two is not listed as it is. That's all I can vote for. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Jay. Jay, Jay, I have to tell you this. <laughs> the the uh, M two M two is my youngest grandson. M two, his he told me on. Tuesday, that his new favorite word was malarkey. Okay, well maybe you should. And I said, and I said, he he's been listening to all the political stuff that they've been listening to in his house. Oh yeah, Joe Joe Biden. Okay, yeah, okay. So he said his he loved the word malarkey, and so we learned to spell it. And and then I said to him. But you understand that that's just a, fa- a fancy word for bullshit, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, he has no filters, so he told his father that I said, his grandmother, that malarkey was just a fancy word for bullshit. But he oh. still liked malarkey. What's up, Jane? Hey, hey, listen. I just had to laugh after the last, the last caller. See, you, you know, back in the day, you would have entertained them for a little bit, but I think you're getting up there in age that you can't tolerate that type of bullshit. But I said so. it. I said it up front. I said, don't call if you support <laughs> Donald Trump because hey, I don't want to hey. hear it. Hey, hey, listen, you know, they they just don't understand how – I'll give you a quick example. A person like that is an individual whose mother's probably on Social Security and Medicaid and probably also has um, a, a, um, the Affordable Care Act, has a supplementary insurance or something like that. And now what's going to happen – once this woman gets on the bench, she's going to lose out on her supplemental income insurance. And, you know, then other things are probably going to start happening 
financially because of the crises that's going on in the country. And then uh-huh. she's going to start crying and coming to him, people like him, looking for money and looking for assistance and help. And things are going to get real, real bad if this animal gets back in office. And he's not going to be in the same position that he's in today. And he's going to see to where unnecessarily people surrounding him are now going to start suffering because of yeah, this character. I mean, I mean here, here's a guy. Here's a guy who his his only sister and his niece have this denounced his dishonesty and and phony character. He yeah, said but, he used but, wait, Joe, Jay, Jay, let me get let me get through the the list is in my head cuz you know I, it'll fly away in a minute. He says he used bankruptcy for his companies as a strategy, one that would allow him to run away with responsibility, without responsibility. He has been caught in 20,000-plus lies in the past four years. I'm not talking about a lie. You know how you lean over to your, your friend and you say, and you tell a lie. On national TV. On national TV. And an and, and average of of what they say, it was 22 a day, including many lies that led to thousands of people dying. He favors allowing toxic polluters to contaminate our neighborhoods, air, and food, because he says he believes in the free market. He brags that he's very religious, but he never goes to church. Neither do I, but I don't brag that I'm very religious. He frequently makes cruel, dehumanizing remarks about people of color, especially black people, uh, legal immigrants. Uh, He rejects public health warnings designed to protect our neighborhoods during this lethal epidemic. He ignores the bylaws of neighborhood associations saying, so sue me in his uh, real estate business because the, law, the rules don't apply to him. And, 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 and this is what I've been thinking about, Jay, for uh, all week. Were all this true of a Democrat, Let's say Barack Obama. The people who support him wouldn't hesitate refusing any relationship with him. But if you don't want such a person as your neighbor, why would you want him as your president? So I think I think that there are a lot of black people who say that they support um, Donald Trump, going to vote for him. They're disingenuous, and they really don't understand how politics works. Well, I mean, they they don't understand really how the world works. They don't understand um, decency, and they really don't have good communication skills, 
they don't have the skills to have the ability. You, you to mean critical thinking skills? Well, critical too. thinking well, skills. And the yeah, other but, thing is, they're trying to redeem redeem their ugly blackness. No, nah, that's not true. I disagree with that. I mean, they just. I'll give you a perfect example. He basically admitted on Thursday that he was a racist, a racist. He said that he was a racist, but nobody picks it up and nobody understands. Whenever a person says to you, I'm the least racist person, that means I'm a racist. It, yeah, it's, no, and, and, it's and, and, the, and the other thing, too, nobody, the other thing. Nobody, he's done, nobody in media or no place ever says that, that when you hates, say you're the least racist person, you're admitting that you're a rapist. It's like a rapist saying that I committed rape in a group, but I committed the least amount of rapes in the room. You're still a rapist. But what I was, yeah, what I I mean, was who takes somebody seriously who says I've done more for black people, I've done more for black people, black people. than anyone other than Abraham Lincoln. It, it means that you don't understand Abraham Lincoln, you don't understand yourself, and you're a silly jackass. Right, but the point, but the point of the matter is, if you're gonna be honest, you know what I mean, Janice. Nobody that comes in and does a critique of his message ever points out that. Nobody never goes and say, well, if you're going to say you're the least racist or you've done more for blacks and any other president, then when you use Abraham Lincoln instead of Johnson, it just goes to show how stupid you really are and how naive you are because the equation between the both is vastly different in regards to modern day. You know what I mean? But what I really wanted to say is this. You were talking earlier about the Supreme Court. As far as the Supreme Court goes, and this, whatever her name is, becoming the ninth judge. We can call her Serena Joy. We can call her Serena Joy. We call her white woman, whatever. I don't care what you call it, but it's a wrap. But this is my issue, Janice, and this is where it will determine if Biden is really about anything is this. And let's be clear on this. If he's elected, hopefully he will be, if he's elected and he has control of the Congress and the Senate and he doesn't stack the court, he ain't worth a damn. Uh, Let's talk about, okay, okay, hold on. Uh, First of all, he can't stack the court. It is the House of Representatives that determines how many benches are awarded on the Supreme Court. That is the law. The other thing is, when, when I talk about, Jay, when I talk about contested, Uh, election, I'm also talking about, and I think we have to think through this, that we must contest whatever is not in, wherever we find the absence of those agenda items that are not in our direct interest. Now, there are a number of holes 
in Joe Biden's plans, I, I you know, um, uh, about health care. There are a number of holes in Joe Biden's plan about climate change. There are a Kevin, number hold of on holes. A I, I know that, and you know that. I don't care about that. Let's deal with this one thing. Mr. No, but Supreme I'm Court. talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. I am talking. Jay, you know I have the power, and I will shut you down in a minute. Just, just hold on for a second. It is a number of things that we must contest. Whoever wins this election, and you know it is my contention that um, uh, Trump, Donald Trump, will contest this election all the way to January 19th. He will be in court. Amy uh, Comey Barrett was on the legal team for George Bush when George Bush um, defended his position in Gore v. Bush. She knows she knows exactly where the dragons are in this kind of contest between she and Bill Barr. And don't forget, don't forget, you've got Gorsuch, you've got Roberts. Uh, so we have to be prepared, and that's why I keep talking about on on November 3rd for us, it, it will not be over. No matter whose count comes in by January 20th, it will not be over for us. We must be willing, we must be prepared to contest. And, you know, and and you know how it goes, Jay. You know how it goes. They're going to paint over, they're going to paint over with reinstituting and rolling back changes that um, Donald Trump, the damages that Donald Trump has done. And, you know, for instance, a, a good e example is with the pandemic economy. No one is talking about using the real estate that's going to be lost, the commercial and business real estate that's going to be lost, become vacant as a result of companies deciding, well, our workers work real good at home, so we're going to keep remote. There are going to be huge amounts of business and commerce vacancies in cities all across this country as a result. But nobody is talking about how those vacancies, can be allocated for the needed new units of affordable housing in this country. And you know why? You know why? Because we have too many white people in charge of too many um, political policy agendas that are in the interest of black people. That's why. I said that two weeks ago. Yeah, but Janet, you're a little, you, you're a little Why mistaken you on this real estate thing. You're, you're a little what, mistaken. What, I'm going to tell you right quick if you let me. I'll give you a perfect you example. Jay, I'm sitting here, and you got to, you know, you need to really cool it with that because you're sitting here talking to a housing expert. 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to tell you something as far as it is not about land. I'm saying. I'm if you would let me just these... tell you the point, you would understand what I'm saying, sis. I'm trying to say something to you if you would just listen. I know you what you are. me. Go ahead. The point of the matter is this. I'll give you a perfect example. You have a lot of people in New York City who are losing their apartments that a lot of people think are black, but they're really white. You have a whole lot of commercial businesses in New York City that are white-owned, that are not black-owned, that are losing their businesses. Now, the point of the matter is, just like you're saying, the face is always looking like it's people of color. But the reality is there's a lot of white people that are going to suffer because of what you're saying. Yeah, but you're not listening to me because you are concentrating on what you want to say. And I am saying that there will be, in in the economy, there will be loads and loads of circumstances created by the pandemic for which we are not planning, uh, for which the Biden-Harris ticket hasn't addressed. And what I am saying, it is time for us to start thinking out of the box about how we're going to reconstruct this dire uh, economy, not only business economy, not only commerce economy, not only corporate economy, but personal economy as well. So it doesn't matter to me uh, whether it is the black um, citizen or the white citizen that needs affordable housing, what matters to me is that right now of all of the people in America who need affordable housing, there is a 72% absence of affordable housing units. That's what I'm saying. And the Harris-Biden, the Harris-Biden platform has not addressed that. But aside from that, it's for all the other interest. listeners, but, and, 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 and what they're going to do is they're going to try to roll back to where we were in 2016, and what I'm advocating for is that we have to roll forward on a new vision for this country and in our government. But, Jay, well, i got to go. Because you don't well, have a lot well, of time. I well, let well, you have a lot of time. What's your closing thought? Have a good night, my love. <laughs> now I'm your love. You done butted me off for 20 minutes. Jay, did you vote yet? Yes. Okay. Oh, I forgot no, no, that. No, I, I forgot. I'll vote. I, I'm, I'm voting. I'm voting on the on the 3rd. Matter of fact, it's funny. I live across the street from the voting place, so I, I don't have any problem just waking up and going across the, the next door and, and voting. So I, I vote on the throw. The, throw. the lines uh-huh. are looking good, though. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Well, I mean yeah. Georgia. You vote? Oh, I I cast my vote two weeks ago. Oh, okay. As soon as I got okay. my ballot. As soon as I got my ballot, I cast my vote. 
Um, well, it it it, did, it wasn't in this house. It wasn't in this house eight years, but we we really do. You you know, um, I I do want to say this to you. Years um, for everyone. Years from now, when people have had time to reflect upon the sadistic cruelty of Trump's crime. Americans and the vast majority of the world will conclude that Trump is a barbaric abomination whose behavior was a lot closer to Hitler's than we were previously willing to accept. But remember this. Remember this. Which is why I didn't want to talk to nobody that's going to vote for Trump. But remember this, Janice. We as people of color and those that don't vote for Trump are going to have to hold those responsible who do vote for Trump and may allow him back in office. If we don't do that, then we have served no purpose in our existence and life because that man is the worst human being other than Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is the worst human being in America as far as I'm concerned. I, I... I don't think Trump is as bad as Mitch McConnell because well, everything to help this country, Mitch McConnell stops it from happening. That's in the best interest of everyday people. Get your next caller and have a good night. And how's M1 doing? M1 and I had a 20-minute conversation this morning, and he is doing well. He is doing that well. Is. He chose one of his courses as a freshman, social justice, and he has been passing along. I have been passing stuff to him, and he's been passing it along in his class, things that inform him uh, as a, a as a better person. He had the audacity to ask me if I could get Tommy Curry <laughs> – Dr. Tommy Curry to speak to his class, and I'm working on it. <laughs> I hope it happens. It will happen. It will happen. Thanks, Jay. And All right. Get that vote in by November 3rd because some, you know, Jay. Um, um, one of the things I do want to say is that the caller who said that he was voting for um, Donald Trump. Um. It was a black man. He was clearly a black man. And and, and and in one way that infuriated me, but in the other way it made me very sad. Um, there are, are bots out there working to propagate the idea that a, a, a significant number of people, of black men, are supporting Donald Trump. And it all came, and all of this came up. I don't know if you heard it or not. And our number, by the way, is 347-838-9852. A couple of callers have dropped. Um, I guess they were all people who were calling in with the propaganda about, I'm a black man, I'm a vote for Donald Trump. Um, See, I understand um, because I've been looking at, I've been, I've been a race woman for almost probably I can my full adulthood, 
Because I believe that in this country, the way in which it is constructed, the way in which the laws are written, that race is everything. There is nothing that we experience that moves this country for which race is not one of the spokes. Um, And I, you know, I really challenge you to call in if you think that's not so, because I really think that's so. Um, uh, And that is the way in which, and that is because I have studied. I have studied greatly. I mean, when you think about it, you know, uh, when I'm thinking about stuff, books come right up in my head. And I was thinking about, um, in this whole notion, I don't know how many of you remember him, but some years ago, um, damn, um, I can't think of his name right now, who was, has been a guest on this program for for a number of to- a number of times uh, since we've been on the internet, but one of his books was blinded by the whiteness. Oh God, uh, please, you all don't tell him I couldn't remember his name because um, I um, <laughs> I really liked him <laughs> and I really admire the work, but he has left acad- he hasn't left academia. He's at Emory, I think, now. He was at the University of Miami, and at one point um, he was at um, um, uh, I I think it was Cornell. And, um, but his book came up uh, for me um and um it, it it's really a, 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 um the the title of the book is blinded by the whites uh why race still matters in 21st century america and the author is dr david icard with his wonderful children um uh he has a daughter by the name of octavia who is named for Octavia Butler, and he has another son that is James, named for James Baldwin. See, I remember lots of stuff. (laughs) I'm not so uh, in it that I I don't remember. But, um, and, 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 and so, I've been studying this stuff for a long, long time, and I have been studying it uh, with the people um, who whose job. I mean, another one of his books that you might want to check out is Nation of Cowards, Black Activism in Barack Obama's Post-Racial America. That is another of his books, but uh, Dr. Icard uh, was talking, and this was this was way back in 2013, and 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 he was it was at the election of Barack Obama, and he was indicating that um, Barack Obama's election gave political currency 
to the white idea that Americans now live in a post-racial society. Remember when we were doing a lot of talking about that. But the book also talks, uh, speaks to, informs us about the persistence of racial profiling, economic inequality between blacks and and white disproportionate number of black prisoners and disparities in health and access to health care. And so we have the resources to be able to extrapolate, to transpose, uh, to translate what is happening here. And there are just some people who refuse to take on those processes. There and and Jay said he disagreed with me and that's okay. Um but one of the things that we cannot do, we cannot uh have an absence of acknowledgement that we have people in our community. I mean like um Silk and Diamond are extreme. Candace uh, Owens is extreme. That preacher man, uh, whatever his name is, uh, th- he is extreme. But there are people who have such a difficulties in navigating black pain. Um, and um, that they find salvation, rescue, whatever it is, in the idea of dismissing it, painting over it, this black struggle, this you know th- th- you know for for those of you who follow me on on Twitter, you know that my my tagline on Twitter is trust your struggle. It is a theme that I think that we all have to adopt. Because if you do not trust your struggle, you very well may find it much easier to give up your struggle. And, you know, when Dr. James Taylor, who's going to be with us on Wednesday night, you know, Alpha, I did mean to, to tell you that I was um, preempting your your show on Wednesday night. I'm sorry uh, for the election special. Um, sometimes I get carried away, and, I mean, the, the anxiety level has been significant up in here. Um if you if you uh, calculate the COVID, if you calculate, I'm um, just finishing up Isabel Wilkerson's new book, Cast. If you calculate, uh, I mean, it's like in the debate, in the final debate, Coming out of the gate, you had a president of the United States. It's very troubling. You had a president of the United States who just started making up shit and just make up stuff. Make up 
stuff. And Jay is right. We ought to have a 10 most wanted list on November 4th. And we're going to be talking about that on November uh, 4th. The 10 most wanted. Uh, Jay said Jay nominated um, Mitch McConnell. And Mitch McConnell... um, (laughs) <laughs> I just got I just got a note from from uh Chanti De Vega, um the wonderful Negro. He said, Hi there, fairy internet godmother. Called to surprise you, been on hold for a whole show, may have to go now. Positive energy to you. Chauncey, you have to hold up your hand, you have to click the one. I think this is Chauncey. Hello? Chauncey DeVega. Hello Hello there. Hello there. How are you? It's so good to hear from you. Well, I was going to surprise you, and I was going to hang up. You didn't. You you have to dial one. (laughs) And you have wrangling these cats. I was more entertaining than the TV. You have to press the number one. Hey Chauncey, um, I'm I'm so glad I, I you know I'm listening to your podcast um, around about two o'clock in the afternoon um, on a regular basis. I have to listen that way because all this other stuff. I, I, I'm I'm how are you? How are you getting through? I'm this? all right. I'm stuck here in Chicago. We can't go outside because of the virus. I don't want to get sick. And I saw your email, so I said. Let me send you a random email, hello. And then I just started listening, saying I'm lost in the ether. But I said, let me hold on a little while longer. So how are you? You've got a lot of stuff going on. I know. Um, you know, I I um, flipped the bird to the plantation. Uh, I'm no longer in Boston. Uh, I'm in South Florida. Um, I don't know if I'm surviving Ron DeSantis and all those people, Mario Rubio and and Rick Scott. Um, but I'm trying to hold on in, in, in here. You know, I was off the air for about almost two years uh, trying to um, make have salvation. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, what are you doing November 4th at 10 o'clock? Can you do Well, that? I'm just taking... I can make no promises. I take one day at a time, but I'm sure we'll figure something out. I'll probably be writing and watching. I may go to the movies all day. I may sleep outside. <laughs> is that what you've I may been go doing? and walk is about. Uh, I may that do that on the fourth. I'll probably be down there at Trump Tower. We'll see. Uh-huh. You got to take it uh-huh. one day at a time because, as I tell folks, this is far from over. And if they think yeah. this is at all yeah. going to be over, he's going to yeah. win even more. Folks got to get ready for the long struggle, and a lot of folks are fair-weather hope warriors. They're not ready for the long struggle, and as I've told folks, as you know, on the podcast, it's blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of folks ain't ready. They're not ready to pay the price. Yep, yep, Yep. you're you're absolutely right. But, you know, I have your telephone number, and um, I I know how to get you. (laughs) But let me ask you the question, Chauncey, and I've been asking it all night with my audience 
Who are you voting for? I think you Not know the, the answer candidate. to that. Not the candidate. Not the candidate. Um, I'm voting but, for history in my conscience. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm going to ask everybody to vote for my grandchildren. Um, and and um, I, I think people need to ask that question. You know, especially, I don't know if you were on when the gentleman called and said he's uh, going to vote for Donald Trump. I, 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 mm, I heard that. I'm yeah. just... Yeah, I'm just not tolerating that anymore. I just think too much is at stake. Too much is well, at yeah, stake. Well, yeah, you know, I wrote a piece, you know, over at Salon about this and talked about it on the show. I said this two years ago. I think I said a year and a half ago because time is broken, and that's what authoritarians and fascists do. You have no moral, mm-hmm. personal uh, obligation to talk to Trump voters. I think if there are Trump voters in your life, you shouldn't communicate with them. You should disown mm-hmm. them. I don't care if you're related to mm-hmm. them. Because they're mm-hmm. invested in evil. And I don't feel an obligation to talk to people who want to hurt people who are invested in evil. So just cut them all off. I literally yeah, told people yeah. that. If that's your brother, sister, mother, son, child, don't talk to them. Until yeah. they come have a, forward and reform their minds. Yeah. I have a former colleague um, who sent me an email to ask me if I had heard about uh, Trump's news executive orders regarding the federal uh, civil service mm-hmm. force. And I said yes, and I hope that he takes your job away from you because I know you mm. vote for him. And that's the end of that. I guess you won't be calling me anymore. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I mean, in 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 people really do have to understand that we are. What happens on on by January twentieth will be the readout. Will be the story of their lives. Just mm. the story of their lives. What do they do with that guilt? You know, what do that's they right. do with you know the fact that? That's why I say I work for history, and I, I'm curious as to your thoughts on this. I think this, like, well, this MAGA regalia, which is the new Klan robe, all these Trump neo-fascist supporters, if he loses, which is a huge if, by the way, and this isn't going anywhere because his supporters are still out there. I wonder and I imagine that the Trump regalia will be like folks finding Nazi regalia in their grandfather or grandmother's closet or finding Klan robes. And nobody want to own it, but they'll find it. And all these folks are going to disappear into the east. I just said... I just made the my my response to that is that years from now, when people have had time to reflect upon this man, um, that the that Americans and the vast majority of the world will will have to conclude that Trump is a barbaric ab abomination, whose behavior was a lot closer than Hitler's than we are willing to admit. Um, hmm. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm reading Isabel, uh, Isabel Wilkerson's uh, new book, Cast. I guess mm-hmm. it's not too new. And I'm also in a discussion group with the book. And I, I, I tell you, we have got to understand that this man would burn down the house in order to feel good. 
Oh, and I love the idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I didn't mention earlier, but the whole idea of Rudy Giuliani masturbating on film, I, I've never watched a Borat. I, I, I never understood it, and I never wanted to understand it. But I just might be watching that just. Uh, yeah, I saw it the other night. I mean, there's some things you see you can't unsee, but just a quick yeah. thought, because I know you got to go too. I just want folks to realize that Trump is not an aberration. He may be abominable, but he's not an aberration. Trump mm-hmm. is everything quintessentially American. And folks yeah. want to pretend that he is not America. He's everything American. Absolutely. And once folks got folks got to internalize that ugly American and say he ain't no outlier, some space alien. He's born and bred in this country and yeah. made by this culture. Yeah. And folks don't hey, want to confront uh, that because then they have to confront their own values. You're abs- you're you're right on point. I hope you can join us on on Tuesday night because th- those are the kinds of things that we need to continue to relay. Chauncey DeVega at ChaunceyDeVega.com. Thank you, sir, right. for joining time, us tonight. Fairy Godmother. I am I so glad here. to hear your voice. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Um, that was uh, our friend Chauncey DeVega. Thank you all for being with us tonight, and I'm I'm hoping that you all will um, make sure that you cast your vote. Casting your vote is your job is your responsibility, is your obligation, and pour some libation for the people who got us here. Thank you, and give us some some feedback at ourcommonground.com. Soon the silence is quiet, and it feels like it's getting out of breath, and I know you feel like Thank you for joining us at Our Common Ground tonight. November 3rd is a pivotal moment in the history of this country and the history of our presence here. There is no doubt that your vote is your political currency. Spend it well and beyond. Be the dissenters that we need you to be and for which your ancestors paid the price. As you make your voting decisions, ask the question, for whom am I voting? We'll see you next week at Our Common Ground. All right. Rise like the day. All right.